the sports the stance. Sports. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports stance. I am your host, Greg, and this week we got a bunch of different things to talk about. I know I say that every week, but we do. It's the sports world. Something is always happening, unless it's the middle of summer. But before we get going, I just want to let you know, the Sports Dance is being brought to you by Seat Giant. If you're looking for the best tickets for sporting or concert events, check out Seat Giant, and when you do, use promo code 12OUNSPORTS. When you do that, you're going to get the best deal possible, because there's only one place to get all your ticket needs, and that is Seat Giant. Seat Giant using the promo code 12 Sports. that's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS, is where it's at. So, back to sports, back to what we're going to be talking about. First thing we're going to touch on, I know it's Friday, I know the fight happened on Saturday, but Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder was great. Now, not so much for Deontay Wilder, but you know, he apparently had his reasons, right? Who doesn't get tired after wearing a 40 pound outfit to the ring now i get it you want to be glitz and glam it's vegas it's a big heavyweight fight you want to show the type of man you are and that you can be tough and strong and all of that and you wanted something that represented black history month so you said to designers have at it do what you want to do do you think you maybe could have told them hey when you're doing whatever you want to do don't make it 40 pounds Honestly, think about it. You came out in a 40-pound outfit as part of your excuse of why you lost. Tyson Fury came out literally in like a king's robe and crown and was being carried out by people. He didn't have to do anything. You had to put on a uniform, costume, whatever you want to call it, 15 minutes before you walked out, wear it, walk to the ring, climb the steps, do all these different things, and you didn't think that'd be an issue? You didn't think, hey, I'm about to go 12 rounds with another heavyweight that I'm going to need my legs under me. Maybe I shouldn't wear 40 pounds extra before that. So of course you're going to come out and say, my legs were dead. This, that, yeah, obviously. That's not why you got knocked out, though. You got knocked out because you weren't the better fighter in the fight. Tyson Fury was the better fighter. He hit better. He moved better. You can say it's the uniform. You can say whatever you want. You just lost. So now it's your first loss of your career. We assumed it wasn't going to end up in a draw. Good for Tyson Fury, though. I mean, that man deserved it. If you don't know about what he's been through, go look it up. I mean, back in 2017, he was overweight, depressed, addicted to drugs and alcohol, like, Things were not looking well for Tyson Fury. Turned his life around. Now he's back on top of the heavyweight boxing world. One of the most recognizable faces in the game. One of the best personalities in the game. Like, just fantastic. It was a great fight. There's going to be a third fight now. Deontay Wilder already confirmed it, saying, I'm going to use the clause in my contract that calls for another fight. He's going to do that. So that's good. We have another one of those to look forward to. Now we just got to figure out, does that happen next? Or do we try to sneak in a Tyson Fury versus Joshua fight? Because that's the other big fight people want to see. That's the other big heavyweight matchup everybody wants. Because obviously if Fury wins that, he wins all the belts, 
all of that glitz and glamour. He's also the only guy to ever win all the different heavyweight belts at some point in time in his career. Then if he wins the Joshua fight, if that ever comes to fruition, he'll go down as definitely one of the top heavyweights of all time. And plus with his personality, like you could make an argument top two. I don't know who number one would be. Just saying. He would be up there. So great fight though. If you paid for it, good. If you got it for free, good for you. Even better. Cheated the system and you lucked out. Besides that though, that was boxing. I've like never talked more about boxing than I have in the past two weeks. So hey, boxing, you got a fan of me. I didn't just stay for the McGregor Mayweather fight. I also came back for the Wilder Fury fight. Moving on though, we got before Paul's pylon. We're gonna quickly talk about the NFL and the lack of the CBA agreement. If you remember last week, I talked about that you could have had an agreement by the end of the weekend. Didn't happen. Plain and simple, players in like some of the structuring of money. It makes sense if you're one of the guys like J.J. Watt, Richard Sherman, guys who get big money. Honestly, though, the majority of players are going to like this deal for the main fact of the contracts for like bare minimum are going to go from $650,000 to $750,000 with a 17th game added. Now, guys like J.J. Watt and Richard Sherman, like I said, aren't going to like the fact that the 17th game max cap for you to be paid is 250000 Tough. I get it. You're millionaire players. You're extremely talented. You want to be compensated for your worth and skill. And for the most part, you will be. Your contract will still be high. Your numbers will still be high. One game getting a paycheck of a quarter million of dollars. I'll take it. If you don't want it, I'll take it. A lot of those guys, though, are going to like that little bit of bump in money. Those guys that have only a three or four shelf life career or even a one or two year career, that money makes a world of difference. That money's the difference of being able to pay for maybe your kid's college or two kids' college, plus having a house and things like that and setting yourself up for the future. So that's what, no offense to guys like J.J. Watt and Richard Sherman and some of these other names that have come out against it, need to think about it's not just about you making 30 plus million dollars it's not just about you getting that extra few million dollars it's about the guys the number 40 through 50 on the roster you got to think about those guys think about what this means to them think about what it means to their families yeah you can work it out a little bit iron out some details overall though the cba will get passed at some point Demoris Smith, the NFLPA representative, even said so himself. He believes that when it's all said and done, this deal will go through at some point. There won't be a strike. There won't be a lockout. And everybody can get along on their merry way. That's really all I had to touch on on the CBA. Just wanted to basically put it out there that the big name guys need to kind of reflect on this and think about it. That it's not just about them. They got to think about the low man on the totem pole for their teams moving forward. That's it. That's all I got to think about. We're going to head into Paul's pylon, though, and I can tell you, oh, it is a doozy. Paul and I don't usually see uh, differences here. We're going to be a little bit of uh, captivated by what's happening in Paul's pylon. Here it is, though. Check it out. Paul's pylon. That is right. It is Paul's 
pile on. And one thing I can tell you about Paul, he's not beating anybody with any balls, unlike the Houston Astros, who are getting beaned every day, and it's hilarious. Paul, how you doing? I'm all right, but it's funny you bring that up. I'm watching the news, and the sports thing comes on, and uh, the local... I won't mention his name. The local sports dude. He's you, new. You despise the local sports guy. No, I. He's gone. He's just a special. Oh, okay. Now it's it's Duke. Oh, sorry. So the big Duke is <laughs> just. He's loving it. He's thinking maybe it's you know he's without condoning it. He's just mentioning it. But enough is enough. Uh, no, not enough. It isn't enough. I mean, it hasn't happened that much, and. There's really no other retaliation pitchers can take against a team that literally cheated their way. Did you see? Real quick, hold on. Last thing we'll talk about this because a new thing just came out and it shows just how bad it was. Clayton Kershaw, who's one of the best left-handed pitchers of the past 50 years in general, one of the all-time great pitchers he will go down as, struggles in the postseason. When he faced the Astros in 2017, when this was all going on, he threw, in one game, 53 off-speed pitches. Do you know how many of those off-speed pitches resulted in a swing and a missed strikeout or an out of any sort? None. Exactly. Every single one of those pitches had contact made with them. And that's, even if you're having a really bad day, that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be getting guys fouling off off-speed pitches Every single time. Some of them should be swing and misses because he has ones that go into the dirt. Like, it should happen. It shouldn't be just 53 pitches. All of them get touched or are balls. Like, that's just not how it works. Ever. I get it. The other thing you could do is learn how to throw a 95-mile-per-hour pickoff move and just nail them in the ribs at first base accidentally every time. All right, so... You're condoning violence? Yes. That's not part of the game. No, it's absolutely not part of the game. Uh, It's definitely part of the game. It is one of the biggest unspoken rules of baseball where if you do something wrong to my team, I'm going to plunk you. So does that mean every pitcher from every team is going to hit every batter this season? They're going to do it until there's ramifications from the MLB, and then they'll probably figure out a different thing, such as the pickoff move. Because how do you justify a pitcher trying to just, you know, pick off a guy at first base, and, oh, man, the first baseman's glove just didn't get there in time, and it just nails him in the rib as he's sliding back into first base. So I am now the umpire, and I am the Well, you can't do anything chief. about a pickoff move. If I'm the crew chief, mm-hmm. I won the team. The first person that throws at a batter comes out of the game. You don't get a second chance. Okay. Thrown out. How do you stop the pickoff move? And I say, and if you hit him picking off, well, you, same no, thing. no, that see, that's where you can't do that. Why can't? How, because guys accidentally get hit all the time on pickoff moves. You can't say that was intentional. He's literally throwing at first base. I'm not worried about... Pitchers are supposed to throw low into the corner of first base bag. That's exactly where a guy's sliding. If the first baseman's glove just doesn't get there fast enough... So then you take the chance, it bounces off of him and goes into the field and you give the guy a base. So I'm not concerned about that. Early in the season, guys might be willing to. I'm less concerned about that, but if I'm the umpire, I walk out, I start the game, I bring the coaches out, and I say the first pitcher that 
hits a batter, comes out of the game. Does ne- there is no there is no warning. This is the warning, and that's how you do it. Or you lose control. It's it is. Well, it's also pretty. It ridiculous is unconscionable that, you do that. that there's little kids in the stands with players' names on their backs, want their bat sign, want their hat sign, and the first guy that throws at somebody, it's disgusting and. It just should not happen. There are kids in the stands looking up to these guys, and that is not that is not how they should be as role models. Just absolutely the wrong message. I don't care if you're mad at them. You're mad at them. But you can't have mayhem, and it's worse when you have a bunch of young boys and girls in the stands um, looking up to these people and sign my hat, you pick her off or bean... <laughs> Tossing jackass. That's my. I cleaned it up. Oh, that's that was very nice of you to clean it up. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm totally fine if a few guys want to, you know, take a few rip shots to them. The kids, kids aren't going to understand what's going on. And also, if before every single game, what happens if you throw a wild on, pitch? What happens if you throw a wild pitch and you hit the guy in the side of the head and you kill him? Is it that important? The likelihood of that would be very hard. Most guys are aiming low at legs and backs in this situation. Well, someone's banging a trash can that says hit him in the head. No, nobody would bang a trash can that says hit him in the head. The guy would know that it's coming. <laughs> That's how Do it would work. He would know way. to duck. <laughs> Do it the opposite way. Here's my signal. Beat him in the head. So yeah. I'm just saying, not cool. I'm Once. saying Once. one Hit him I'm in the saying, head. Aim for his yeah, ankle. No, that's fine. That's, that's what pitchers are going to do. Most of them are going to aim low. But and this you is think the thing. Gonna, and, and if Am you I allowed to give my opinion at all? No. Unless you can keep coming me off? You know how I get. I do. It's Jesus. Okay, Let me talk, it's your man. Show. It's your show. <laughs> I haven't been able to get in an argument for the past three minutes. Every this time sounds I start, like the Democratic Convention. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just keep talking. Did you I go was, to Catholic school? You're too polite. Yeah. What I was going to say is you also can't have umpires of every single game of a 162-game season saying to the opposing team that, hey, I know I don't like what they did, but if one of your pitchers gets away and hits them, you're out of the game. Because guess what? There's also the natural case of just a pitcher accidentally losing his grip on a ball or a curveball not curving and dropping enough where a guy's going to get hit. And then you have to make the decision, was that intentional or not? Because... If it wasn't intentional, then you're throwing a starting pitcher out of the game for no reason at all, only because the fact that this team had cheated, and now you have to almost defend them for cheating, where nothing happened to them, but because you threw a curveball that didn't break enough, and it hit the guy on his foot, you're now tossed and potentially suspended and fined from the MLB for something that you may or may not have intentionally done. Yes, Paul, you're raising your hand? Well, that's what they do with the debate. All right, I have something to say. Okay. They didn't intentionally do it. It came off the hand the wrong way, and they hit him in the foot. What if they're intentionally doing it, it comes off the hand the wrong way, and they hit him in the temple? Yeah, but that happens even when you're not intentionally doing it. But I get that. But so then how are you going to make the judgment? If you're, it, no, no, no. What I'm saying is don't try to hit him anyway. Don't yeah. try to hit him. If you want to hit happen. me, If you want to hit me in the shoulder... Oh, this, more oh, the like if a pitcher is going to bean a guy, he will have more control over that pitch than when he's trying to put it in certain spots in a zone. But what if he... So I understand what if, 
But also, a lot of times when the guy gets nailed in the temple, that pitcher's trying to throw something to the outside or close on the inside. So it's really just, it's never going to be a debate that's won. Am I going to mind if a few pitchers end up plunking a few of the guys in the ribs? No. Do I think it should happen every game? No. I think after the first quarter of the season. Quarter of the season? Yeah. Jesus. We got to let every team get their chance. Nope. Mm -hmm. You don't. You do. That's that's how the game works. People are going to be mad. They fired the coach. Do something else. They fired the coach. They fired the GM. Whoop-de-doo. The players literally all got exemptions and their banner still gets to hang up. Their trophy still gets to be displayed. Nothing's happening to these guys who blatantly came out and said, we cheated. All right. Nothing's happening to them. Do you know what happened to the Black Sox or White Sox, whatever it was, that the whole team got banned and lost the World Series because they were gambling on the World Series? Yeah, this is worse. They cheated. They got banned from the game. Do you think they should take the... Do you think they should take the World Series away from them? I think they should take... They can't take the actual title away. I think they should strip them of the trophy, at least, and the banner being able to be hung and displayed. Keep You can keep it in the record books. They technically won. They were technically the best team. They Even though they knew what pitch was coming, they still had to hit it and all that stuff. So they can keep it in the record books. But I don't think they should be allowed to display that trophy proudly or hang that banner proudly in their stadium and profit off of it where kids are going to come and here's your kid example what are you teaching the children you're teaching kids that go and see that trophy and stuff hey you can cheat and if you admit it a few years later nothing's going to happen so do you think the commissioner should come out and say no trophy no banner no well the commissioner's already come out saying it's just a piece of metal we talked about that last week that yeah i get it but that it's just a piece of metal because in context he's talking about it's a piece of metal but it's what every baseball player plays for, um, the title, so in the ring. So if the commissioner comes out and says, no banner, no trophy, and here's the asterisk, and you cheated, do you think that's enough? I think more people would be satisfied with that. I think you wouldn't have as much of a revolt because I think we agree. they still won one. I think we agree they still got the celebration, but... This at least shows that, hey, there's some sort of ramification that there is that mark next to your team now that says, hey, you won, but you didn't do it clean. It's just like the home run record and all those different things. People don't look at the home run record right now and think that it's clean. There's supposed to be an asterisk type thing next to it. So that's how it's got to be viewed. So I think this becomes the I like how we started with no intention of talking about the Astros. Or any of this. But it's important because... And we now have gone on a tangent. We generally agree on everything about baseball. Yes, we do. And I truly believe this this is an asterisk. And I believe these players have suffered enough. Do you think some of these players... Players have suffered enough. Nothing happened to them. Listen. All they've gotten is booed. They're they're dejected. (laughs) They're not dejected. They're making millions. They're making millions. But everybody knows they cheated. Yeah, they know they cheated. They all talked about it. So you show up and you are a cheater, and everybody knows you're a cheater. Yeah, don't let them get, up the banner. Take the trophy booed. away. I don't feel that bad for them. They're getting booed. They're going to play a kid's game for millions of dollars. Do you think they'll like fill the stadium? Game. Do you think they'll fill the stadium? And yes, the Astro fans, fans are. Fans are embra- Astro fans are, are embracing 
the villain role right now. They are embracing the whole they hate us because they ain't us type thing. Basically like the Patriot fans have. Yeah, you've heard that before. It's essentially like the Patriot thing with when they've had the cheating scandals and things have happened and people are like, they don't deserve this. Granted, what anything the Patriots did had zero effect essentially on an actual game compared to what the Astros did. So but the fans are reacting the same, whereas oh, they're all so angry because they're just not us. We're embracing this role of being the bad guys of the league, the team that everybody hates and wants to be. When's it going to get out of control? When you hit a batter, the batter is having a moment, goes after the pitcher, the bench is clear, somebody breaks a nose, somebody gets hurt. Well, that's on everybody. That's not on just one team. I know, but you think it's not going to happen? You keep throwing Oh, it's going to happen. You say, you say a quarter of the season. Jesus. I, I think the over-under is at least six or seven benches clearing times for the Astros this season. I don't know if I like you today. And you I'm think that's okay? I'm not saying it's a good thing to have the bench. No, okay. the bench is clearing. I don't think it's the worst if a guy throws a changeup and hit you in the in the backside and things like that. I'm not saying go headhunting. I'm saying do what pitchers do all the time when they're retaliating for their team for something. Beating them in the side. So we're going to throw... Someone's going to throw at the Astros. It'll happen once every series that somebody and, gets... And then somebody's going to come in and retaliate and throw it at them. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It, for what that, if that's, the how first it, that's how it works. That's how it's always worked in the major leagues. Watch games. The over-under is 80-something hit by pitches. That's not even a record. Yeah. The team's gotten hit like 106 times. That's like almost one every other. On purpose is, it's like, I hope they can put their head on their pillow at night and go to sleep because I think it's just disgusting. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> the pillow's filled with hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I was going to say that. They stuffed their money with shredded $1,000 bills. Yeah. Speaking you of money, what? they have enough gonna... money. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. I was going to say, since we're talking about baseball and we've now rambled on about the Astros for like 15 minutes. Sorry. Let's just talk about some other aspect of baseball. Spring training. It's here. It's warm weather. We don't have warm weather. But Florida, Arizona, they have it. If you can, go enjoy it. Because you know what spring training is essentially? It's that like weird private concert type thing where you go and everything feels a little more close together. It feels a little more unique and special. You feel closer to the artist and the players. So it has a different feel than like being in a major league ballpark where you could be up in the nosebleeds. Instead, you're down, you're close. The players are a little more relaxed. You can go to multiple parks where there's more than one team practicing. So you could have four teams at a place at one time. You know, I had no idea that um, some of the major league teams share parks. Yeah, a lot of them do. I had no idea until today. Yeah. And I'm 39 years old. You'd mm. think I'd know by now. It's weird that you're 39 and have a 34, 32, and a 30-year-old child. You were doing some work when you were young there, Paul. Busy. <laughs> I was changing diapers on myself and my kids. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk about one of your about favorite... It. We're going to talk about one of your favorite topics in the world for spring food? training. Yeah, <laughs> spring training food. I love spring training food. Well, no, you just love food. <laughs> I do like food. There's a yeah. lot of foods I don't like. There is, but most of these foods I'm about to mention, you're going to like. And I'm going to give you just a few. Or just throw out some, some that I Boy, saw. This is like, well oh. reversal. I know, <laughs> I right? like it. So 
figured throw out some food for you, see which ones tickle you, and you might want to take an adventure to. Okay. Okay. I'm so ready. Start. Hit okay. me. Okay. Well, good. The first one. Now, this sounds like something that you, being a fan of not liking to mix foods, might be iffy on, but I would want to try it just for the experience. It's called the Oakland Dog. It's at Hohokam Stadium. I don't know if I said that right. Hohokam? Yeah, but it's a beef hot dog that is covered with mac and cheese, chilies, and bacon. I would like that. See, I figured you might. That sounds like... It would have to be gluten-free roll and gluten-free mac and cheese. We don't need to know about your food allergies. We get it. (laughs) In this experience right now, there's no food allergies. How about that? Okay. When I mentioned mentioned the 18-inch slice of pizza that you can get at Camelback Ranch where the White Sox and Dodgers play, you're going to go, well, it has to be gluten-free. No, this is a hypothetical. An 18-inch slice of pizza would mean it's a 36-inch pie. It's a triangle. Do the math. It's a slice of pizza. There's a slice on the other side. If they're both 18 inches, that's 36. It's an 18-inch. One slice is 18 inches. I would think it's... no. It's not 36 inches, then. Yes, it is. 18-inch slice, point to point, is another 18-inch slice. 18 and 18 is 32. Will, but each slice is 18 inches of eight slices. Yes, so... Math isn't my strong point. Why are we trying to throw math into this? Why are we confusing the people, a.k.a. me? Just listen to the 18-inch okay. slice. Okay, You, big sir, big you were in a mood slice, tonight. Big slice of pizza. <laughs> You're in a mood tonight. You're very feisty. I am feisty. You are very pushy. Funny, you know, the Diamondbacks have at their stadium. Arizona has a very famous pizza chain, Giordano's Pizza. And that's who's they serve. And they're they're very proud of it. And it's it's the number one in the uh, Cactus League is the number one menu thought of in the Cactus League. uh, Is the Diamondbacks? Is it the well? Technically, it's the Diamondback and Rockies because they share. Yeah, but actually, I had that on my list, but it wasn't Giordano's that I had on. Let me, let me hear your munchie that you're getting. It was going to be I again think keeping you in mind. You're was, you're, you're the mixed food guy. You're trying to gross me out. Let's yeah. do it. You're the I'm going to keep talking over you guy today. No, this Man. is good. The cousin's main lobster truck has a concession stand. At the D-backs and Rockies, so you can get yourself a lobster roll, Maine lobster. I'm loving that. Yeah, that's the type of spring. That. That's the type of spring training game you want to go to. Would you not think that that would be available at another park from a team I, from the Northeast? It might be, but this was one it of the isn't. ones I specifically. It's not. No, <laughs> I gotta. I'll keep going. I gotta remind me to tell you about Fenway South. All right. Well, one of the other ones. Champion Stadium, Braves, where they practice. They have a thing called the double header, where it's a mini bratwurst and a mini sausage, which I thought was kind of funny. And it's very provocative as you giggle silently. Like a I little schoolgirl. I need my, sno- my sneeze button. <laughs> Your sneeze button? It's called yeah. a. <laughs> well, it's a sneeze button. That's oh, oldies. Now, you know whose park I thought might be what a fan favorite unless it's on a Sunday is Charlotte sports park where Tampa Bay Rays play have Chick-fil-A. Now everybody loves Chick-fil-A, 
But nobody can get it on a Sunday. Can't, because that is when the Lord takes his day off from frying chicken. And slaughtering the heck out of chickens all week. Cut their heads off. Slaughter those bastards. (laughs) No chickens for you. Wow. Some other things you can get. (laughs) I wonder if they eat eggs on Sunday. (laughs) The work might have been done on Saturday. It's Chick-fil-A's not open on Sunday. (laughs) I know. It has nothing to do with what they eat. The employees can eat whatever they want. (laughs) Because they're at home. They're probably working another job because they can't live on minimum wage. Not, it's not something specific of like you work at Chick-fil-A. You cannot eat either on Sunday. <laughs> it's not yes. how that works. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't think of the word. You can't. It's okay. I'm gonna move on. But so okay. if you can't get if you can't have Chick-fil-A on Sunday, you could get yourself a beer battered grouper fish sandwich. Now aren't groupers like huge? Yeah, but you know what? Um I don't know the exact um fish they're using these days, but McDonald's fillet of fish. Who does There's not? No Couldn't you eat like ten of those? No, because I don't really like fish. Well, of course you don't. But most people could, and they're delicious. But they used to be fish, <laughs> and then they went to Pollock, which is kind of a giant bottom feeder. But anyway, still delicious from from what I hear. Yeah, but uh, um, another place. That has new food that I think would be up your alley. Diet oh pending. <laughs> Diet pending, you know. <laughs> in the, let's live in a hypothetical world here, Paul, where you can eat whatever you want. But I can eat anything I want. You can eat whatever you want. The Phillies unveiled new food options at Spectrum Stadium, or Clearwater Stadium, not Spectrum Stadium. Uh, they have now crab cake sandwiches. I love it. Shrimp avocado tacos. Crab cake sandwich is a lot of bread. Because the crab cake is yeah. bread-based. I, I mean, obviously also, too, the Phillies, they're very known for. They transport their Philly cheesesteaks down. It's like one of the top items always for all the spring training facilities is their Couldn't they Philly bring the steak and then make it there? What? Yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, you said they transport their Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, like they pick up they the like, Philly and they drive have them down. The ingredients also for, that they use in Philly get transported down, so it's like authentic. Okay. Oh man, you are you are in a special mood. I don't know why I said special, like in a southern way. You're in a special mood tonight, Paul. <laughs> that was funny. I'm like, they bring their cheesesteaks. Those have to be gross. Gosh. Sometimes you can get a cheesesteak, and sometimes you get an eggplant sandwich. My gosh. You, sir. Anyway. See what I did some, other, some other things they have. Because, you know, they're trying to be, you know, cool. They have different sections. So at their Krabby Beach side bites, they get shrimp avocado tacos. Then they have their barbecue porta pit where you can get cord, smoked quarter chickens. And then. A porta pit? A smoked quarter. It's a it's called porta pit barbecue. Porta it's like pit? Yeah. Like porta john? Yes, so. That is pretty. <laughs> Clever name. So eat it before the pit and then run to the pork pork sandwiches. Oh my gosh. Are you gonna be okay? Have you been drinking? No, I gave it up for Lent. Well that's this for twenty four hours in. Poor choice by you. I think you're having withdrawals of some sort. Um but they also have an Irish section, McGillicuddy's Irish pub, where you got special beers and drinks. Sounds like more food than baseball. Yeah, I know. 
Well, I mean, spring training. You're not really. You're not going to watch. You're going to watch Nobody's the game. killing themselves. But this is a lot of the times people take vacations to go to spring training to catch a few games, see a few big names, take a at bat or two, and then it's kick back, relax, have some good food. Now, I gave you a lot of food options. Did any one of those stick out to you? Yeah, the lobster roll. Yeah, of Who course. Who wouldn't love a lobster roll? I I mean, I don't know. But so you, you know what I th- think team should do? If you look at my notes, I put a star next to the food I thought you were going to choose. Oh, the Maine lobster roll. Yeah. That's cool. I, I know you well. Do you think they make them in Maine and drive them down? <laughs> I think they do. I think they. I actually think the lobsters drive themselves without knowing what's going to happen. Oh, boy. I they Actually, that. I heard they... They created their own little ocean outside the stadium, and they just throw main lobsters Didn't in the there. Didn't the Rays used to have Rays out in their stadium? They or still do. Do they still? Yep. It's kind of a ripoff for those guys, right? They're already down there, and they like the Red Sox get to go to warm weather. Yeah, they get to stay in warm weather. They don't have to go somewhere cold. Oh, yeah, how dare I have to not leave my house to go to work? <laughs> right. Like They only so, have to just travel to the ballpark. So where do the Red Sox play? They play in Saltwater. Is it Isle of Palms? Is it something? It's the town they're in. But anyway, Fenway South. So I'm looking it up thinking that's going to be something really fantastic. And the comment is they have the worst menu in all of spring training. They have hot dogs, nachos. It's just, it's an Aramark concession stand and there's nothing good about it. Isn't that awful? It is. I mean, the main reason people go to the games they want to fear not a Red Sox fan is to basically get the feeling of Fenway Park in a spring training sense because they have the green monster replica yep. type thing. So that's really what you're going for. I get it, but there. I mean, you want to make some money. People are down there on vacation. They're Just eating. People are still spending their money. They don't yeah. care. They're buying beer. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> Give me the, food, beer. the foodies will go to the other stadiums like we talked about, the different one. If you're in Arizona, you're going to go to Campbellback Ranch. You're going to go to the Salt River Fields. You're going to go all out there. So do the – they do, right? The uh, teams in spring training in Florida travel to Arizona and vice versa? Or do they just stick within their league? No, it's the the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League. Grapefruit League is – They play amongst themselves. Florida and the Cactus League. Yes. It's like the 16. Captain you're Obvious. Welcome. You're welcome. Well, you didn't, you didn't seem too sure. You were confused. No, about the I whole knew Philly that, but I, thing. did they play each other? Yeah, it's like our, they do like a round robin type thing where they just yeah. kind of keep continuously going around the teams. Because it's also a lot of split squad. So you have Team 1A going against Team 2B from the other team. So it's a lot of just random like, oh, hey, our starting first baseman shortstop and outfielders will go to this game our starting catcher third baseman second baseman and pitcher will go to this game how why they do it that way i'm not really sure he's off. But, it's all about the contract it's yeah, but they all, no but they all like play the same day yeah it's just so different. Who coaches them? bench coaches will go to like it'll be like a bench coach goes to one game head coach goes to the other like hey, they did the kinda, red sox hire a bench coach no, but a lot of people I think are assuming it might be Jason Veritek because he apparently has been hanging out a lot more with um, Ronicky yeah. and doing being more visual and seen. So get him some get him some experience. Probably. But the who knows? Parents. 
still waiting for that Red Sox report that's supposed to be so damning of them cheating where it sounds like there's really going to be nothing found at all. Yeah, they, who knows? I hope it, I hope, because I hate to think people will be throwing balls at them too. Yeah, no, because everybody already, if players you throw a ball said, at the Red Sox, the team, <laughs> the fans might come over the wall. Yeah, but no, even compared to what the Astros were accused of for the Red Sox, there have been players that have even come out that said what the Red Sox do was something that is normally what we all try to do compared to what the Astros did where they came up with a sophisticated system using technology to do so. Technology and trash cans. So back to my concession idea. Okay. I didn't know you had a concession idea. Everybody that Coffee. serves beer when the di- when the uh, Astros come to town should serve the beer in 20-ounce trash cans. Oh, that's okay? <laughs> Why not? And then could they're going to the, throw the trash cans at the players. I love that idea, though, right? Who oh, wouldn't okay. buy one just to get it? You would. Not a so, cheater. Uh, you know what? Cheaters never win. Contact the Red Sox. Make it happen. Then we might get free press passes. There you go. All right. I think well, that's enough. John Henry, I think, listens to the show every week, so he's yeah. probably calling Aaron Mark right now. He clearly does. I mean, he's a huge fan. John Henry only listens to us and the stuff about Liverpool because you know how we talk about Liverpool later in the show, like for an hour. He's really into that. Him and LeBron James. Well, he's just waiting for it. Huge fans. Anyway, so enough about baseball, enough about the Astros, enough about food. We have one more thing we got to talk about, Paul, and it's probably the most important thing. Am I 3-0? Your XFL team, the Houston Roughnecks, are dominating the XFL. They're Thanks the to you only. and my team. You're welcome. Thanks to my amazing test that is totally legit and not just weird questions. You're a Houston Roughnecks fan. And they're 3-0. and How are you not in Vegas? Face, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe I'll get a sponsor one day. <laughs> but they're 3-0 this weekend. Huge game. In-state rivals. In division rivals, the Dallas Renegades take on your Houston Roughnecks and PJ Walker, who has been absolutely on fire this XFL season. He has 10 touchdowns already in three games, plus a rushing touchdown, leads the league in passing yards, has only thrown one interception. The guy's been phenomenal. Do you think he keeps up with the magic this week against the Dallas Renegades and Bob Stoops? Why wouldn't he? I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. As so a huge I, I think, super fan. I, I think yes, and I think I have a question. Do you I think, may have an answer. Do you think anybody in the NFL in the scouting is saying, hmm, looking at any of these guys? Uh, I think so. I think a lot of these guys, especially the quarterbacks like P.J. Walker, could potentially get a look at being a backup, like a legitimate backup, because he was only talked about, he was only even thought of for the XFL because Andrew Luck went to his father, who was the commissioner of the XFL, and said, hey, this guy, P.J. Walker, was on the Colts. He was a backup or backup to the backup, something like that. Really liked him. Really good guy. Really thinks he's talented. I think you should give him a shot. They gave him a shot for the XFL, and he has grabbed it literally by the balls and taken off with it, where he could end up being a potential backup for somebody in there and the NFL at some point in the future. Well, these guys, I mean, if you don't get game experience 
okay, you're, you're on the you're on the practice squad, and you go to the tryouts and do all of that stuff. But this is giving somebody an opportunity to play in a real game. And I get it; they're playing against guys that aren't the NFL, but these guys are playing their hats out. And I think it's a, a great way to uh, build some talent and show off some talent and maybe pluck somebody out of that. Give them a give yeah. them a contract. I mean, there's definitely going to be a few guys that probably get a look at. Maybe they get signed, maybe they don't. But at least this way, they're getting to play a game they love, and they're getting maybe that last shot to show the NFL, hey, I could be that 51 or 52 guy on your team or one of the guys on the practice squad. So at this point, that's really all that matters. I'm liking it. Yeah, so that's your XFL update. Hopefully next week you can say you're 4-0 halfway through the season. Because the only other team that people thought had the chance to keep undefeated was the D.C. Defenders. And they got throttled and they by got the defended. L.A. Wildcats. <laughs> no, they got uh, bashed. Destroyed. Bashed. They got their eyes scratched out, I guess. They got the ball the at them. It's the L.A. Wildcats. So that beat them. I guess eyes scratched. I don't know. I don't know cat terms that are mean. Scratch, cat scratch, fever. <laughs> Sorry. It's an old song. Look it up. Google yeah. it. No, Look at the good. encyclopedia. Do you know what oh. an encyclopedia is? Oh my gosh. Are you did you give up alcohol and start taking like drugs? Like Sniffing what it, <laughs> you on speed of some sorts? No. I'm high on life, Greg. That's what I <laughs> It is. I am. It oh. is. Right. You're turning into you turning into William Shatner. Oh, right what here? you got what you got there? <laughs> You know what, I think, everybody, I think Paul needs to go rest. So we're going we're gonna to wrap this up, Paul. As always, it's a pleasure. It always is a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Maybe go have some, like, chamomile tea or I something. apologize. I'm overzealous tonight. But, you know, I, I don't think anybody should be having violence in baseball. Oh, okay. Get me going gonna, again. We're going to end up on that. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, I just, I, I got a little, uh, little passionate. A little passionate. If I was a player's parent, I'd walk right out of the field and grab him by the air and drag him off the field and say, get in the car. You know what? No, you wouldn't. You want to know why I know that? Because you'd be giving me the money? No, because I married your daughter, who was one of the more violent players I've ever seen in a sport, and you always look the other way. Oh, I was kind of out. I I sometimes said, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I was you, coaching you, from you. the sidelines. I could tell by the tone and the visual that she was going for it, and I'd be Mary, 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 Mary. Did you ever? Did you ever run out onto the court? I rest no. my case. Thank you, Paul. Paul, for joining me. You've just been lawyered. This has been Paul's pile. <laughs> I'm speechless. Thanks, Greg. That's how I like to leave it. <laughs> Have a good one. Pylon. Always on your toes with Paul. You never just you just never know how it's gonna go. But Paul's Pylon, always a great time. But one thing I want to let you know is this show, among other great shows, are brought by 12 Ounce Sports. And if you want to check out a bunch of the shows on TV live, there's no other better place to check it out than Zingo TV. That is right, Zingo TV. Z-I-N-G-O TV is where you want to go to watch all your 12-ounce sports ones. Go there, use the promo code 12-ounce, that's 1-2-O-Z, 
and you're on your way to getting started with Zingo TV. It's free to use. It's online, easy to access. Check out all of our shows. See everybody else. See all the other great talent we have on 12 Ounce Sports. So remember, it's Zingo's TV. Go and use promo code 12 ounce. That's one two O Z. You're gonna love it. Now we're moving on to the NBA. I'm just gonna be quick. Don't have much to say about the NBA right now. All Star break ended. One thing I've noticed, and it's all I want to talk about. A lot of the star players that played in that All Star game, not playing so much right now. You had Luca. You have Kemba. You have LeBron. A bunch of big name guys who suddenly have these injuries where they could have played in the All-Star game. They played a good amount. Kemba played a while. Luka played a bit. LeBron has a groin issue right now. Granted, he's played since the All-Star break. But makes you kind of look and go, so what's going on? Was it the All-Star game that did these guys in? Or were these injuries not too serious and the teams are just being cautious right now? But they said, hey, go play in the All-Star game. Do that. Afterwards, we'll take the break, we'll see how you're doing, and we'll go from there. Because honestly, I like what they did with the All-Star game. I like the fact they made it a lot more competitive. But if for some reason this competitive All-Star game is going to tire guys out, it's going to make guys hurt, it's going to leave them open for a bigger injury and long-term issue of not being able to get on the court, we have to reevaluate again. Again, love the competitiveness the All-Star game brought out. But you have a lot of guys like Kemba Walker, big part of the Celtics. You have a guy like Luka who couldn't come back right after the All-Star break because of ankle issue. You have guys like Joel Embiid, who just got hurt the other day. Ben Simmons, that's who I was thinking of. Ben Simmons played in the All-Star game, but now has a tight back and hasn't played since the All-Star game. So you have these big-name guys playing in this game, going all out, playing hard, going through the whole weekend, then getting a few days off before games start back up, not being able to play in this first two weeks after the All-Star break, it's not a great look. It's not a good thing, especially somebody like Kemba Walker, who was in that fourth quarter the entire time. He was in it the whole time, and now you're like, hey, he's got a knee issue. He's going to be out a while. Is he actually really hurt? Or is this kind of like a, hey, he's got like a bit of an ache. We don't want to push it. We're doing well. Tatum's carrying the team, which he is. He's carrying the Celtics right now. You really can't deny that. And we're just going to be cautious with it. Or is it a bigger issue? Hopefully it's not, because I want the All-Star game to stay how it was this year. It was fun to watch. I enjoyed it a lot. But I'm not going to enjoy it as much if it takes these players and big names out of the regular season where you're going to see them every other night. I want to see these guys competing with against the Bucks and the Lakers and all these bigger names competing for their teams instead of as an all-star. That's more important in the long run of it. So it's something to watch. Obviously, the hot take would be the all-star game caused these injuries. The all-star game needs to change. blah 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 I'm not Skip Bayless. I'm not Stephen A. Smith. I'm not even Colin Cowherd. I'm, I'm not one of these, I'm going to give you a firing hot take just to give you a firing hot take. If I give you a hot take, it's because I actually feel passionate about it. And I have substance behind it. I'm not just saying it to grab a headline. That's me. That's Greg. That's the sports stance. I'm just trying to be what the average fan would think. 
the average fan's definitely thinking, what's the deal? These guys are good to play in the All-Star game, and now they're not good to play for my team? That's the issue. That's it, though, for the NBA. Really, that was my only gripe going on with it right now. You have guys injured left and right. You have Joel Embiid going down the Sixers in general just in shambles because of injuries. Who knows what's going to happen with them. They're a team that started the season with huge aspirations. Don't know where they're at right now. Don't know if the process is working. Lakers, LeBron had a groin injury. He didn't play the other night. They're not too worried about it. Don't think it's too serious. Again, it's also against the Golden State Warriors, who are the worst. Like, just in general, stats-wise, record-wise, the worst. So nothing to worry about there. If anything, the team that has the most to worry about is the Trailblazers, who are fighting for a playoff seed, and Dame is still out. Not really sure when he's going to come back. But yeah, a lot of big names injured right now. Hopefully they all come back. Hopefully they all can make that final playoff push. And we'll go from there. But that's it for this week. That's it for the sports stands. Again, hopefully you enjoyed Paul's pylon. Hopefully you enjoyed the short stuff I had to say outside of it this week. A lot of focus on Paul's pylon. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes not such a bad thing. But enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your time with friends, families, by yourself, whoever it is. Maybe you need some meantime. Who knows? Enjoy the XFL. Enjoy the NBA. Enjoy spring training. You know what? Grab yourself a beer, some nachos, watch a spring training game, pretend like you're there. Maybe even, you know, bang on a trash can. But that's it. That's all for this week. Have a good one. I'll catch you next week. In the meantime, go check out 12 on Sports. I'm putting some articles up there about MLB. I'm trying to do a morning thing called Wake Up With Some Morning Wood. Yep, it's a sports-based pun. I try. But check it out. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show so you can get it every single week, fresh and new. My name is Greg. This has been my stance on sports. Have a good one. The Sports Stance.